Welcome to the third episode of the spin-off season of Cry Like a Boy, a Euronews original series and podcast that explores how the pressure to be a man can harm families and societies. I'm your host, Mampeya Jiao. For a whole year, we traveled across the African continent. We talked about how the families push Guinean men to migrate and be successful abroad. The struggles faced by the LGBTQ community in Senegal, which before colonialism was a much more tolerant country. In our last episode, we spoke to the best-selling author of All Boys Aren't Blue, George M. Johnson, about living as a black queer person. Can you be queer and masculine? For the answers to that, I'll let you listen to our previous episode if you haven't already. Today, we are with another special guest, Edward Wageni, director of He For She, a UN initiative that focuses on men and boys. It's calling for men to engage in the fight to achieve gender equality. They focus on questions like, how can we educate boys to respect women and girls? How can a man be a good partner to a woman? The movement has plenty of quite famous ambassadors, among whom is actress Emma Watson. Edward Wageni has worked in development organizations for years, dealing with the questions of gender, peace and security, migration, women's rights, and health in Africa and elsewhere. Thank you, Edward, for joining us here today on Cry Like a Boy. Let's start with the idea behind He for She. Thank you very much for uh, the invitation. He for She initiative was uh, established in the year 2014, uh, but was formally launched in 2015 by uh, Emma Watson. Uh, and people normally ask, so why 2015? Uh, why engaging uh, you know, men and boys? But that was also then a recognition that uh, UN women as the UN entity for gender equality, uh, recognizing that uh, it, there was an assumption that uh, you know, all the issues of gender equality would, be, would need to be solved by women and girls. Uh, however, we recognize that uh, most of the power that is held in the world, if you look at the, you know, the heads of state, 90% plus are, you know, are men. Uh, if you look at uh, the 514 uh, companies, they, they are held by men. So that gives you an indication of power at, uh, at, at that level and decision-making uh, at that level. And also when you look at uh, community level, uh, uh, you find that most of the people who make decisions are, are men. So this was a recognition that if gender equality was to be achieved, uh, then there needed to be uh, an engagement uh, of men and boys. So the formation of he for she was an invitation for men to join women and women and girls to promote uh, uh, gender equality in partnership, uh, and also recognizing that we, you know, UN Women is inviting men and boys to promote gender equality, uh, recognizing that a lot of work had also been done by you know, uh, women's uh, rights movements. Uh, and this was a good opportunity to, make, to ensure that uh, men are part of the, uh, the, the, the discussion. But why did you decide to choose a female celebrity to deliver this message? Uh, if you listen to her, 
uh, video uh, when the initiative was launched uh, was uh, finally launched in 2015. It was a call uh, and an invitation uh, to men. The other important thing about uh, Emma Watson was also about uh, she's a young woman. It was a focus on the youth looking to invite you know the next generation of uh, young people to be active and to be to participate uh, in the movement. It was also about an ambassador that could deliver an, an impactful global message and, and she fit uh, that bill very well. What countries do you cover and what is your modus operandi in those countries? Uh, what we do is that uh, he for she we see uh, he for she as, as a movement. Uh, of, of course, uh, we working uh, as, a, as an initiative of uh, UN Women. We are where we are in all places that he that UN Women has a pla- uh, has a presence, and so we don't see ourselves in, in, in terms of projects. It's about inspiring uh, people uh, to carry out work in even in areas where uh, we do not have a, a, a physical. Uh, physical presence, and we have seen uh, quite a, lo- a, a lot of that. While working with men, what are the main challenges that you face? One of the first challenges that uh, was identified uh, uh, on working with men was, yeah, you know, realizing that uh, they are men who are interested in doing and promoting gender equality, but actually they don't know exactly uh, what to do. The second is about uh, people, you know, men feeling that uh, promoting issues of gender equality is about, you know, it's about women and they probably might not necessarily want to be seen as engaging on things that are seen to be about, uh, uh, about women. Uh, the third is about uh, men feeling that, uh, you know, fearing that if they say something, it might be seen to be the wrong thing and there will be backlash. Uh, 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 towards them. So those are, have been some of the challenges. And uh, so what we have, you know, what we did from early on was recognizing that uh, there are men who want to do something, but they are not able, they are not very sure what to do, was creating action kits. We have one uh, particular tool that has been quite popular. It's called the Barbershop Toolkit that enables and helps people to uh, generate conversations and act at every level. A barbershop is where men, most men, you know, you know, I identify as a man, whereby you you feel that you can have a discussion, any conversation with your, your with your barber, uh, and you know, some men have some very open and sometimes very intimate conversations where they're having a haircut, and so uh, the barbershop toolkit has been one of the tools that we have uh, been able to use. Uh, in different parts of the world uh, to generate those conversations that actually need to happen. You also mentioned earlier that men could fear engaging in actions like this because of how it would be perceived in their society. Do they really engage? Well, you know, some of the, you know, it it works. It works. Uh, and coming, just coming back to you know what you've just mentioned about you know sometimes men feeling reluctant to engage because they will feel judged. You know, it's something that I've also felt. I've, you know, I've experienced as an individual, uh, having you know done doing the work that I've been doing, and you know sometimes men asking me why are you doing this? You know, why don't you leave that work uh, work to women? Uh, there's always the assumption that like men are all the same, but more, men are not necessarily homogeneous. There are different types of 
men uh, uh, across the world uh, who also feel the impact of gender inequality and they suffer from it. So in the course of our work is also noting that we have seen some people, men who are fully behind the agenda of, uh, of, of gender equality and the need to take advantage of that to use them as, uh, not using the right word, but engage with them to advance uh, uh, gender equality. Now, you also mentioned earlier the progress made with the head of states, the countries. And it's true that today more and more countries are engaging. But according to you, what are the main obstacles today for some of the states who haven't engaged yet? Well, some of the <clears throat> challenges that you find within countries is when you find that, um, you know, the context might be very uh, conservative uh, in, in the sense that the changes that are being proposed might not necessarily uh, augur well uh, within, uh, within the countries. Um, and, and, you know, and that's a big, big, big challenge uh, that you see, especially when it comes to issues of, for example, sexual and reproductive health and rights. Um, uh, that seems to be a, a problem uh, in, in, in many con contexts. Um, uh, the other challenge is, as we know, uh, achieving equality is not necessarily cheap. Uh, so it's about, uh, you know, allocating resources to, uh, to promote and address the many issues that need to be uh, addressed. Uh, and you find that in uh, most countries, they, they, sometimes they don't even have a dedicated institutions to promote uh, and address issues of gender equality. So on one level, it's about the norms uh, that are in place in, in a country, uh, the value that is placed on issues of, of gender equality, and as a result, uh, the resources that are provided, as well as political will to address uh, those issues. Uh, and um, those are the challenges uh, that we have to uh, deal with and uh, address uh, collectively. And how exactly can men benefit from gender equality? In most countries, uh, uh, almost 50% of the population is men and boys and the other 50% is women and, women and girls. So at that level, it means that ensuring that uh, women and girls are also able to realize their full potential and uh, be fully involved in all aspects of a country's progress, that means that you are utilizing, uh, you know, the full potential of a country. Um, so that's, you know, you know, we can look at it at, at, at that level. Uh, you know, at, um, you know, if you look at uh, household level or community level where women are able uh, to fully participate in all aspects of a community's welfare is that men don't, don't always have to have to bear the burden of, you know, uh, having to provide, you know, provide, you know, leadership. Uh, so this is a shared re responsibility. Uh, and, you know, I I've seen that even with, with, with myself as an individual, uh, whereby, you know, in, in, in my family, uh, with, you know, my, with my wife, uh, her being in a position to make decisions, uh, that I don't always have to think about that, you know, when I'm doing whatever I have to do, that I know that my family is well taken care of, even if I'm not there, uh, my wife is able to take care of the welfare of, of, uh, of, my, of my family. And I think that in itself, having to be 
relieved of, of that uh, responsibility that sometimes is seen as the responsibility of a man is very uh, is is a very ref, uh, ref, uh, refreshing thing to, to be able to to do. So actually, men do benefit from uh, gender equality. Okay, so that's what you meant when you said gender equality is not a zero sum equation. When women gain, that doesn't mean there is less for men. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not a zero sum game that that you know when one gets the other one loses. It's about it's about all of us. You know, and I give the example of at national level, uh, community level, at an individual level. Everybody benefits uh, from uh, gender equality. It's important for uh, for for everyone. What kind of people can become a he for she ambassador? Actually, um, everybody can become. Uh, a he for she ambassador in whatever capacity they are in, you know, uh, whether it's at the household level, community level, uh, institutional level, at the national level. Uh, for us to be able to achieve uh, gender equality as a whole, I'm not, and in this case, I'm not even just talking about uh, he for she. To achieve gender equality, it requires everybody to be part of it. Uh, and I think that has been, you know, one of the key messages that we need everybody on board to be able to achieve gender equality. So, um, you know, in this case, uh, given that he for she is an initiative that focuses on men and boys, it's calling for men at whatever level uh, in, in their own household. How does, how is a man socializing their boys to respect, you know, women and girls? How is a man behaving uh, uh, towards uh, their spouse? How is a man behaving towards their their female friends? Uh, how is a man behaving in uh, uh, in the spaces where they they they, they get their livelihood? Um, you know all those spaces. You know men can be uh, and boys can be uh, ambassadors, uh, as well as you know um, you know women can also uh, have the space to ensure that uh, when men are participating in this that they also welcome and, and listen to them because sometimes it can also be a challenge uh, for men to speak in those spaces. Uh, so it's, it's about everyone. We need everybody, people of all genders uh, to be part, to be ambassadors uh, of he for she and to um, enable us to move to the next uh, level and contribute to the overall uh, agenda of gender equality. Definitely. Thank you very much, Edward Wageni. This was a special spin-off episode of Cry Like a Boy. I'm your host, Mampeya Jiao. Thank you for listening. I would like to thank again our special guest, Edward Wageni, director of He for She, a UN initiative that works with men to achieve gender equality. You can check out their website, heforshe.org, to find out more about their movement. Listen to Cry Like a Boy on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We work hard to produce the episodes, so if you like the show, please help us spread the word, give us a five-star rating, or leave a comment. Follow us on Twitter, at Euronews is our Twitter handle, and we are at Euronews.tv on Instagram. Share with us your own stories of how you changed and challenge your view on what it means to be a man. 
using the hashtag CryLikeABoy. This podcast is also available in French, en la tête des hommes. For more information on Cry Like a Boy, go to euronews.com to find opinion pieces, videos, and articles on the topic. This show was produced by me, Mampeya Jao, Naira Davlashian, and Marta Rodriguez Martinez. Music by Gabriel Dalmasso.